Hey everyone, I'm Jen Alberg and welcome to the Key Academy podcast. The Key Academy is my coaching business where myself and coaches focus on health, performance, and longevity. I've spent the last 12 years coaching people how to optimize health and performance, and this podcast is an attempt to synthesize what I've learned over the years to help you live a higher quality or more fulfilling life. If you enjoy this content or have questions that you want covered, click the show notes to find out how to learn more from me. Okay, welcome back. I never know how to start these, so maybe that's just going to be my my starting thing. Welcome back to my podcast. I, I'm going to do a little bit of a different approach today where I didn't take a question, and instead I'm just going to be talking to uh, people who do remote-type coaching, and by that I mean the clients and and the coach. And so I wanted to do this because I truly think that the best the best way to get you to your results is is a combination of doing both virtual coaching and in-person coaching. And because if you only do one or only do the other, you're you're missing something. And so if you you're only doing if you're only doing one-on-one training, which not a lot of people can afford the 5 days a week that they would need training to get them the results, if that's what you're you're doing and you can afford five days a week with a trainer, that's amazing and fantastic. And I think it can also work with three days a week if you're just looking for health and longevity. But if you're looking for anything over health and longevity, any sort of a athletic prowessness or competitive setting or sport of any sort or anything like that, you you need to do more than three days a week. So if you can't afford meeting with a coach five days a week, then meeting with a coach once a week or twice a week, uh, maybe even, you know, twice a month or something like that. And then getting programming from them outside of that for the other days is really the ideal situation. And on the other end of the extreme, just doing remote coaching and never meeting with your coach isn't going to get you the best results either, because there's a whole piece that you're missing there. And, and coming from the coach's perspective, you know, seeing you move is, a big deal. Seeing how you move, seeing how you adapt and and train and how you go after workouts is is helpful to the coach, but also then you're not just reinforcing bad movement patterns. So I do think that the the best combination is doing some in-person and some remote or vir- virtual type coaching. And so because of that, I think the the difficulty for people, it's really easy to show up for a one-on-one session, but the difficulty for people is in the remote coaching piece. And I think there's an art to it. And I'm, so I'm just going to speak to that. I wrote down 10 points that I want to speak to, and and most of them are honestly to the remote client uh, so they can understand our side, the coach's side of things. And, and maybe you end up becoming a better client after listening. So I'm not saying that because I have bad clientele. Um, I just think it's important. So, so here are 10 things that can make the relationship in remote coaching a better relationship. So the first one is the only one that's really from the coach's perspective. And the first one is that this is hard. So respect that it's really, it's hard, not the programming side. We've gone to school for programming. We understand exercise physiology. We understand strength and conditioning. We understand how the body moves and trains. However, it's really hard to program for people remotely when we never see you move. Um, we don't know how you're doing from day to day. All of the the beautiful things that you get from a one-on-one client situation is not there, is void. So it's really super hard to get it 
right. The second thing, don't be the athlete that just checks the box. I use True Coach. Um, a lot of coaches use uh, spreadsheets or other apps and software. But no matter what, there's something there where you as the client just check the box and that tells the coach that you've completed the workout. And so that's the that's the minimum amount of information that I need. But with that minimum amount of information, I cannot get better for you and I cannot program better for you. I can't understand you better. And that's the name of the game here. So don't just check the box and and move on. There are days where you just get too busy, it gets too hard, and or you go back yesterday and check the box, and that happens. But don't be the perpetual just I check the box and I'm done. That's not that's not very helpful to your coach. Number three, communication is key. It seems fairly obvious since we're in a r- remote type situation that communication is key. But but understand that we have no idea how you feel. We have no idea how your progress is going. We have, we have no idea what your attitude, mood is, sleep is. We have no idea how you're, uh, if you're feeling like you're becoming, you know, overstretched or anything like that. We, we have no idea. So, so I think what I want to tell people here is give us all of the information that you think might be pertinent and let the coach decide what is pertinent information and what is useful and what is not. We would rather have too much information than too little. Number four, give us time to learn you better. So in all of remote coaching, if you're doing any sort of individualized remote coaching, and and to be fair, like the the market is so saturated since COVID happened. And so um, so many people have remote or virtual coaching going on and and I love that. That's that's great. We we need people fitter. We need people healthier. But give us time to learn you better. When when you start with me, for example, I I am giving you a generalized starter type program for the first couple of weeks. I don't feel badly saying that. I don't feel badly doing that because I I I have no idea how you move. I have no idea what weights you're doing. I have I have no clue how you'll adapt and respond to to workouts. So, so I'm learning you as we go and I'm getting better for you as long as you're being communicative. If you're not being communicative and you're just checking the box, then I'm not getting better for you and and it will continue to be a fairly generic program. So it does take time, which is I think another thing to say is is give it time. You know, you're not going to get fit overnight and we're not going to learn you overnight. So plan on it being, you know, four or five or six months before we really get good at each other and you understand what I expect and, and vice versa. Okay. That's, I think that's number four. Number five. Ooh, number five, get better at every, in, in every workout, get better. And so sometimes you start a workout and you, gosh, you just don't feel well. You don't feel awesome. It's not going to be a great workout. You haven't recovered well, haven't slept well, you know, fill in the blank. It doesn't matter. Or there might be times where you just don't want to be there today. And so I guess the challenge that I want to give you is to get better at something every workout. So if you've got, I'll just come up with an example. So if you've got a, I don't know, a couplet, let's say it's a power snatch and bar facing burpee, 135, 95, 10 to one on both of them for time. 
well, if you already know going into it that that it's not gonna you're not gonna get your best time that you could possibly get based on how you feel right now, then get better at something in the workout and use it as a drill. Work hard, but decide that you're gonna get better at your barbell cycling or decide that you're gonna get better at uh, your one, two step on your, on your burpees and not no repping your burpees or, or whatever the case may be. Like get, play the game so that you can get better at something instead of always attaching your result to the, either the time that you get or the, the amount of weight that you lifted. Maybe that means I'll try to come up with a strength example where you are moving into a, a seven by three back squat at, you know, 82% and it just doesn't, doesn't feel good today. Well then, you know you best. So drop drop the weight a little bit and really focus on, you know, owning that bottom position or something like that. So I guess what I'm wanting you to know is that it's it's your workout. You know you, you know how you feel. When I programmed it 5 days ago, I didn't know how you were going to feel. So make the adjustment and get better at something instead of just checking the box. Number 6. I think. Yeah, number 6. Uh, don't add to the training without permission. And so mostly this is for athletes versus uh, clients just trying to find health and fitness. But um, it, it does go both ways. I've had this conversation a lot with people because people seem to think that they need to feel crushed or demolished throughout the week because somehow that feedback tells them that they're working hard and they're getting better. And I need you to know that that's not, that's not necessarily our goal. And, and so, you know, sometimes that's the case. You feel kind of crappy throughout the week because you're training really hard. And, but, but most of the time we actually want you feeling really good, which means that that collides with your, your meaning the athlete's mindset. And that mindset means I should be doing more if I feel good. So, then you, I don't know, you go do some bro stuff on the side or you um, see somebody doing some squatting and you really like them, so I'll go do that with them. Or I don't know, you, you jump into to a workout or, or whatever. You add to the training program. And, and so I know it's out of complete and total innocence. Um, and I know that you don't necessarily know that you're you're adding volume to your week and you're kind of screwing some things up. But uh, so I, I know that it, it is out of complete innocence, but, but try your hardest not to do that. If you do have a specific goal, if you don't have a specific goal, go have fun. That's fine. Do your thing. Um, but don't be surprised if it kind of kicks your butt in a few days and comes back and, and bites in the ass, you know, frequent, frequently it's happened to me with athletes where, um, again, out of complete innocence, you know, they're, they add a back squatting cycle, a two or three day back squatting cycle to their current program that I'm giving them, uh, because they're, they really feel like their back squatting or their back squat is suffering or whatever the case may be. And they don't tell me, not even because they're hiding it, but just because they're they're doing it and they feel good about it and it's no big deal. Well, nine times out of 10, if you give that like eight or nine weeks at, at week nine or 10, that's usually when I'm starting to get the emails or the texts or the calls that say, hey, I just, I feel awful. Like I feel uh, like I need to take a break. Um, I'm burnt out. I, 
you know, I'm just going to pause for, I'm going to take a month off. I'm going to, you know, fill in the blank. And, and so then after we talk about it and the athlete tends to come clean about what happened, it, it's, is when they realize that, and this is actually my next point, um, everything is so cumulative and everything is so mapped out that it just, it screwed things up a little bit for your body. Um, so speaking of my next point, which is number seven, understand the cumulative effect of training. And so at a micro level, every week has a cumulative effect. So Monday does affect Friday. And, and so when you are going through your week, Monday's affecting Tuesday, Tuesday's affecting Wednesday, Monday's affecting Wednesday, Wednesday's affecting Thursday. You get a, you know, some recovery days in there or some recovery or light workouts in there. So you can recover a little bit, but then Friday is really the accumulation of the week. And for sure, Saturday has all the past four days on top of it. And, and so that has been planned in your program. So from my perspective, that's been a very intentional and deliberate plan. But from your perspective as the athlete, uh, well, I had, I had a light day in there, so I should be hundred percent good to go. Um, and that's not the case. So the other thing is, is that, so that's at the micro level at the macro level, as I was talking about before with the cycle example, week one has an effect on week two has an effect on week three and so on and so forth. So when you are adding to that training, you're also messing up that cumulative effect that has been planned for you on our end. Um, I did add to that point, uh, that don't add to the training without permission is that it's also okay to ask for permission for more. And, you know, I think I'm, I'm super reasonable. And if somebody says, Hey, I'm feeling like I would really like to work on some added monostructural stuff or some added zone two stuff or whatever, um, just come to me and we can talk about it. And I might say now is not the time and, but I'll explain why or come to me and ask and I'll be like, great, this is actually the perfect time. Let's do that. So don't add to it without permission. And then, like I said, that next one, which was understanding the cumulative effect of training. Number eight, this is your workout. And what I'm saying there is, and I already said this before, but you know, if I programmed for you five days ago, I don't know exactly how you're going to feel today. I also don't know how you're sleeping. I don't know how you're eating. I don't know what's, what else is going on in your life. And don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't need an every single day play by play, but it's your workout. Take control over your workout. So what I mean by that is if you don't feel it today, if it is not going to be good for you to go to the gym today, don't go to the gym. Skip it. Swap it out. Ask me how that you should change or, change around your week. Um, it's it's your workout. If you need to do a modification because your back is tight or or weak or because your shoulders feeling crunchy today or whatever the case may be, this is your workout. This is your body. This is your plan. You are the governor of it. Make the decision. Uh, number nine. I'm just going to say this one and put it out there. If you don't know what a movement is, could maybe try to look it up first, uh, YouTube it or Google it or whatever. Um, if we didn't put a video, we probably assume that you do know what it is. And I'm sorry for that. You'd be amazed at how many texts that we as coaches, as remote coaches get saying, you know, what's this move, that move or the other move when 
you know, you, you could Google it first. If you can't find it once you Google it, then uh, please, absolutely please ask somehow, text or ask somebody in the gym or whatever. We try really hard to label things exactly what they're called. And we try really hard to put links in there as well so that you do know what you're talking about or so that you do know what you're doing. But yeah, please try to look it up first before uh, asking. That one is a little bit selfish. Number 10. You made it to the end. Okay, the last one is this can be a beautiful thing if you put effort into it. Uh, in, meaning into the relationship and into communication. Like we can get really good for you and you can get really good for us and we can make this a beautiful thing where you get fit and it, you get to be a product of our our own brand and and that does take work. So remote coaching takes work and remote training, like being the trainer, like being the client takes work. So um, I think most of my points speak to that. So I guess my number 10 is is how how amazing it can be that we can both reap the the rewards and benefits from this kind of relationship. So that was all I had. I don't I don't necessarily even know why I wanted to go in that direction, but I was just I felt compelled to to go that direction. I'm not talking specifically to one client or anything like that. I just these are just things that continue to come up or when I start new with people, I have to explain or or something like that. So it's a complex thing. So anyway, thanks for listening. I am going to take another question. I've got a question on macros and uh, time-restricted eating and strength gains. So uh, I'm going to go to that one next. <laughs> 